0: This is the Holland Assets podcast where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome everybody, welcome to Holland Assets. This is episode number 73. We're climbing on up in the world, inching our way toward episode 100. When we get there, I don't know what we'll do, but it'll be big and it'll be amazing. I am Craig, your host, and joining me remotely today,
1: Chris, how's it going, Chris? It's going pretty well. This is, it's the first time in a long time we've done this. We've got the reefer running in the background. Um, I'm outside of the studio. It's just like the good old days. You're, you're out on the road. Yeah,
0: exactly. That was the first thing you said when we got on this call. You're like, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Chris is on the road again. So now I get to actually ask you, before we get to the topic at hand, um, I, I get to ask you, what's happening out on the road? What's going on? Any stories from the road lately?
1: Um, I, I saw one of those big, huge wind turbines, you know, a, a semi-truck pulling one of those. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Went off of an... On ramp on the freeway and and went off the road and so they would be oh no a, a big mess somebody was having to fix and uh, yeah
0: you think your load of peanuts is expensive try yeah, uh, yeah. one of the blades
1: from those turbines I I'm hoping I'm thinking like it doesn't look like the turbine had touched the ground so I, I'm I'm hoping there's probably not any damage with it it's just a matter of getting the truck uh, back on the road without causing any damage I'm sure it'll be yeah. a little bit tricky. You i I'm not tell driving one you, of
0: those. If, well, yeah. <laughs> Do you get to tell us what you're hauling right now? Uh, smelly onions. Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah, that that's definitely
1: coming from Utah, then. It is. Yeah, coming. From Onion Utah. country out here. I I actually just literally like 15 minutes ago stopped driving and uh, arrived at my destination of, I think it's pronounced Toma, Wisconsin. Oh wow, that was that's got to be two days then. It was. It was. I think I've got about an hour to spare of drive time today. Almost two full days getting out here.
0: Well, uh, we are going to talk about your trip because it's happening in a new rig. Uh, but we're going to talk about that in just a moment first i'm going to remind everybody to uh, go to hollandassetsllc.com which is where you can find full show notes and documentation from all of these episodes that we put out and also find us on facebook in either location you can comment Uh, we love to get the listener comments and if they're really good ones we love to read them on the air and respond so if you have any questions comments uh, go hit us up in either of those places hollandassetsllc.com or facebook Now, uh, let's see, Chris, I don't think I'm missing any housekeeping, so let's talk about the topic at hand today, which is the new truck. You've been talking about this a little bit, you got the new truck, and that's why you're out on the road, you're giving this baby a a test run, Uh, you're joyriding across the country. (laughs) <laughs> in your new in your new rig how's it going
1: um it's going pretty well i'm 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 liking it for the most part there's some things that uh, are probably going to take a little bit of getting used to and I, I don't think i'll drive it quite enough to get used to it but uh, overall i'm i'm enjoying the new truck it's a it's a 2022. Did you even know they are coming out with 2022s yet? Well, it's, a, it's
0: getting, it, honestly, it's getting a little ridiculous. Yeah, it's That's, almost a year
1: ahead. It, we're barely <laughs> the 2021 and they're already delivering 2022 Freightliner Cascadia's um, with, you know, pretty much no miles on it. Got it out on the, the road for the first time. And it, it's been fun. There's a, a lot of new going on with this truck. So your first truck, the one you bought, what a year and a half
0: ago or so, 2 how, years ago. It's been 2 t- was years. Was it 2 correct? years ago? Yeah. My gosh. You know what? I don't remind me how old I'm getting, Chris. That's not <laughs> nice of you. Um <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh yeah. How old was the first truck that you bought? And so how what's the difference kind of in age between the two?
1: So the the first truck I bought was a 20 2016 um and I bought it in 2019 so it really had been on the road for i think almost four years by the time i got a hold of it it had if i remember right off the top of my head four hundred seventy thousand miles on it right when when we bought it so you know this one brand new uh, first owner and and, uh almost you know
0: aside aside from the you know there's going to be bells and whistles uh i'm sure with a newer model but uh, aside from all that How's it driving? Do you feel the difference uh, just in, in how it's riding?
1: Yeah, you, you can definitely, it's really smooth. I mean, it's there. there's no vibrations in it. I mean, it's just, it's smooth. That's probably the biggest difference when you talk about just, you know, what's the difference between this and, and driving something else, other than the fact this is an automatic and the green mm-hmm. truck, the first one was, uh, was a manual.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you said it's a Freightliner Cascadia. The first one you got, what was the brand on it? It was a Kenworth T680. Kenworth, that's right. That's right. It was a Kenworth. So why did you go with Freightliner this time?
1: The biggest, one of the biggest reasons I decided to try a Freightliner, I've heard a lot of people like them. I've heard people that say that they don't like them too. But the thing that really um, was the, the kicker for me is it's got a Detroit engine in it and you can pretty much take it anywhere to get serviced. Yep. So that it, it just simplifies things. I mean, every time we have to get one of the other two trucks worked on, if it's something to do with the engine, you've got to take it into either a Peterbilt or a Kenworth, and especially the Kenworth here in Salt Lake. Like I, other than one time, I don't think I've ever had a situation where I've called them and it's been less than a three-day wait before they'll even get in and look at it. So wow, that's a pain. Peterbilt, the Peterbilt in Salt Lake's usually a little bit better. They they're usually sometimes same day, um, but typically by the next day they can get it in to look at. So um, I'm just hoping for a little bit better on the service side uh, with the Freightliner and the Detroit engine.
0: Now this is truck number three, right? This is number three. Yep. And uh, what was uh, what what brand
1: was truck number two? They were both Kenworth. So the first two were both okay. Kenworths with the Packard engine. So they they were pretty much the same. The second truck first truck was a manual second truck was an automatic but the second truck was a a 10-speed automatic this new truck number three is a 12-speed automatic wow
0: okay all right so uh you've you've been on the road now for a couple of days this is the first trip with the truck um what do you what do you like so far about it what are the
1: high points well the the biggest difference with this truck is just the fact that it's an automatic it's the first time that i've taken an automatic truck out on the road um and there's some things i really really like about it and some things that you know again it's probably just going to take a little bit of getting used to but i i'll be honest with you and a lot of people are probably going to call me a wuss especially guys that have been driving truck for a long time i'm kind of digging the automatic i kind of like it
0: (laughs) yeah well you know it's um it's the old thing about and, and with an automatic it's uh Oh, what was the old story about the guy who was going to drive around the world? Uh, He was going to drive on every continent. And so he went to Mercedes to get a custom car, and he said, I want a a manual transmission. And the guy who was helping him build the custom car, he says, no, 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 you're getting automatic. And the guy says, no, I I, I like manual. And he says, who do you think knows how to drive this car better, you or Mercedes-Benz? And he's like all right i'll take the automatic all well
1: and that's basically one of the arguments that you know sales guys nowadays and fleet managers and everybody says about an automatic is it shifts better it shifts at the right time you get better fuel economy less wear and tear on on parts because you, you just it's the the automatic the brains inside of it know how to drive it better and how to shift it and when to shift it and um, so that that's definitely one of the arguments you hear all the time from, from salespeople and from fleet managers. Right. Now, it's fully automatic, but you can switch over, right? Yeah, and that's one of the things that's kind of nice about it. Like, I, I've noticed so far, uh, you know, I came out of Salt Lake up onto I-80, and so you've got a pretty good climb for the, you know, a, a lot of the drive coming out of Salt Lake. And, you know, I'd hit some of the bigger hills, and the the truck itself doesn't downshift to tell it, when it, or when it does finally downshifts it downshifts all the way to where the RPMs down to almost a thousand. And I didn't really like that. So i typically downshift sooner than the, um, the truck would on its own. Um, that's the only thing I really didn't like about it, but it's as easy as just, you know, moving down on the, the selector level level lever and it just shifts smooth as can be. Yeah. Any
0: other uh, bells and whistles fun stuff about it that you want to let me know about
1: um, It's got adaptive cruise control that's been kind of nice I've, I've got that in, in one of my vehicles and I've always really enjoyed that and it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see it work on a truck've I've liked it what's
0: I, what's adaptive cruise control
1: So um, when you're on cruise control it's got radars and cameras and it sees out in front the vehicle in front of you and it will adjust its speed. So that you maintain a certain following distance uh, with a vehicle in front of you and you don't, you're not having to work the brake and the gas nearly as often. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've, it's, it, but it's one of those things. Some people hate it, hate that kind of thing. Other people like it. I, I I'm kind of liking it, but I also, you have to get used to it. Like I'm having to be a little bit more, um, Aware of kind of what's going on, so that when I'm approaching a vehicle that's moving slower, I'm moving into the the passing lane a little bit sooner, um, because so so the truck doesn't slow down and I'm able to maintain a speed. Because if if you're really not paying that much attention, the next thing you know is you can be following a vehicle at you know five or ten miles an hour under the the speed that you've got set, because that that vehicle's driving slow and you just you really didn't notice it. It just it kind of happens slow your truck slows down kind of slowly you don't really notice it slowing down and next thing you know you're driving slower than you want to be
0: right right now uh how does it do on fuel economy and and all that stuff have you had a chance to figure that out yet after a couple days
1: um it it looks like it's doing pretty well i i I think i'm getting close to seven miles per gallon and i've got a, a fairly heavy heavy load on it and you know, I've, I've done a, a decent amount of climbing, so that's, uh, that's good. Uh, another thing that I like about this truck is it, it actually has um, 40 gallons bigger tank. Well, 20 on each tank, so I can carry a total of 40 gallons more of fuel, and it's about 300 pounds lighter um, than the other trucks even with that extra fuel. So that's kinda nice. I, I was able to drive all the way from Salt Lake. I d I didn't fill up until I got to Odessa, Nebraska. And I still had just under half a tank, which Wow. Yeah, is 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 a pretty good distance. I'm I'm kinda I'm gonna be kinda curious to to go out and drive it and not fuel until I kinda really have to fuel. I may try to do that this time. and um, kind of push not, the limits a little yeah, bit. Yeah, see how see how far I can go before I have to fuel again.
0: Interesting. All right. So there's a lot to like about the new truck uh, so far, you know, after two days, you know, so grains of salt abound, you know, who knows, uh, we'll give it a, a little while longer, but what, uh, any snags you're running into things you don't like about it?
1: Yeah, there's, a, there's a few things I'm not, uh, not liking a ton. I, I remember mentioning last, uh, the last podcast episode that it was going to have, um, some of the, um, Accident avoidance features and that's the adaptive cruise controls one of them it can self-brake You know I've, I've heard people complain about it breaking when it shouldn't break like it sees you know phantom ghost vehicle in front of it and it breaks I haven't had it do that yet um, The adaptive cruise controls worked really well but the lane departure warnings are kind of yeah I, I can see how they drive people batty What's yeah. that? So if you start, oh, to if go, you're straying out of the yeah, lane. if you're starting to stray out of a lane, the uh, the speakers start to buzz at you, and that uh, that can so does that it, can get annoying?
0: Does it not do that if you are if you're using your turn signal or something? Yeah, if
1: you've got a turn signal on, it won't do that. But if you don't have a turn signal on and you start to veer, you right. Know, it, it's pretty good. It's not like it, it starts to warn you when you get close to the lane or the line. You you pretty much have to be right on top of the line before it starts uh, beeping at you, and it, it just kind of buzzes. Um, but uh, so you know, you just got to keep the truck in the in in between the lines and which is what you're supposed to do anyway. But there are some situations, (laughs) you know, there are some situations where, you know, you kind of have to move, you know, you, you have another vehicle encroaching on you. So you move over or you're moving over to avoid something and, and it starts to buzz at you. And so I I can see how guys get sick of it. And it, you know, I, I I don't think that's my favorite feature by any means. Yeah. I don't hate it. I think as much as most guys do again, I've only done it for two days, but, uh, it's definitely not something I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm glad I have that.
0: <laughs> you know, it, that the way you said that reminds me, I, I live, as people probably know, because we've mentioned it on the podcast a few times, I live under an Air Force base. And so the jets fly over quite a lot and uh, the first summer that we were here i was like oh no problem the sound of freedom this is great and now like four or five years in i'm like all right can we just shoot them all down i'm done i'm done uh, so yeah give it time chris uh, it'll annoy you plenty i'm sure
1: yeah it, may, it very well might. so
0: <laughs> any anything else on your uh, not favorites list
1: yeah there's, there's a couple other little things it doesn't have as much storage as the t680 does just cabinets and stuff in it um, the, the boxes on the side of the truck that you access from the outside under the bunk aren't quite as big that, that that's, I think I'm going to, I'd miss that if I was in the truck all the time. And then, you know, you've got, you've got all these partitions that you use to one to keep the light out. Um, there, there's one that, a partition that goes kind of against the windshields. And then there's one that you can separate the, you know, kind of the, the driver's seat and passenger seat from the sleeper area. They're a little bit cheaper. They're not as nice as what was in the T680. They're kind of more cloth where the other was more of a heavy vinyl. Um, I'm, I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of that just yet.
0: Yeah, so there's a few little things then. Well, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure out of all the people listening you're not the only one dealing with a lot of these uh these new features you know whether they're the good ones or the less than favorite ones so i'd love to hear from anybody who is uh also driving an automatic or also dealing with uh lane departure warnings and all that and hear what other people have to say about it so again hit us up on facebook go search Holland Assets no g or or hollandassetsllc.com you can find this episode and comment on it in either location so uh, Chris, it'll be interesting to kind of keep an eye on how it goes with this new truck, uh, you know, with whoever's driving it and how the how the uh, Freightliner performs over the Kenworths. So we'll keep an eye on this. But let's move on to our second topic of the day, uh, which is the current freight environment. How are things looking out there?
1: Things are really good. And I've heard from a lot of different people that this is either the best they've ever seen it or just about as good as they've ever seen it. So, you know, even with just as far as rates go, just as far as rates go and and profitability. um, You know, I I've been in the industry for a good 10 years and I think the only was it about 2018 was a a really, really good year. And I, and I think this is even beaten that it's, you know, in the last 10 years, I can't think of really a better time, even with, Diesel rates all of a sudden skyrocketing. You know the rate of freight is is increasing at a faster pace than than it seems like diesel is at least for right now. Wow, well that's that's, that's, that's
0: pretty good. It's good. So yeah. yeah, what what else do you want to say about that? So
1: that that just means that in my opinion, if you can't make money in this kind of a market, you're you're really doing something wrong. Um, you know, I'm and I'm not saying that to really kind of diminish what anybody's accomplished because it's never easy to start a business it's never easy to kind of go through this process Um, but with that being said this is a really good time and if you're smart or even close to smart and a little bit disciplined there's no reason you can't make really good money right now
0: right it's uh, I mean I don't know how many episodes we've talked about uh, you know managing expenses and uh, keeping your savings going and all that stuff and now is the time to put all that into
1: practice when things are, are looking good yeah and one of the things that i you know it, it's it just kind of in a cautionary tale you know this is this kind of environment i, I see people start businesses in, in an environment like this and they kind of come into it and they're saying oh really this isn't that hard i'm, I'm making money i'm doing well things are going pretty smooth and oftentimes they're the kind of people when you start in this kind of environment where things are good and you don't know anything different you have a tendency to get yourself in trouble because you you don't have to be as disciplined you don't have to be as conscious of what's going on around you you don't have to be as conscious with your expenses uh, and you can still make money but then when things change and when things turn it's those people that have you know, kind of. This is all they've known. As a good market like this, are the ones that more often than not go out of business because they've they've never seen the other side and they just weren't disciplined, and and it can get you into a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you talked about this a little bit uh, when you started Holland Assets. Things weren't this rosy, um, and one of the things you said was, "Do it anyway." You know, if you are ready to start the business, then then do it Uh, because the economy is cyclical, right? It's never going to be good for a a super long stretch, and it's never going to be bad for too long a stretch. Okay, fingers crossed and all that. But uh, the same rule would kind of apply here where it's like uh, do it. If you're ready, go ahead and start the business, but just keep in mind that just because things look good now doesn't mean they always will, and you've got to get those habits in now right
1: yeah so I I think if you if you can be smart about it and operate like things aren't as good right now and just really control your cross and really be smart about things you can you can overcome that it's just kind of like you're saying it's just being aware that things are not always going to be as good as they are right now and so when you make decisions and when you do things you have to be looking to that future and knowing that the economy is always cyclical. The freight market has always been cyclical. There are going to be harder times and you need to set yourself up to weather those harder times and you don't want to be incurring expenses or you know long-term expenses that you know you're still going to have to pay certain bills even when the economy turns down and and you just want to be sure that you're in a position that you're going to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. I I've you know I've I've seen more people You know, the the most successful people oftentimes are the ones who start a business in a bad economy, learn how to make it work. And then when the economy turns and is really, really good, um, they just reap the benefits of, you know, starting in one of those leaner times when things are a little bit tougher. Um, So, you know, I I, and I think you just operate in this kind of a market with that kind of mentality and, and you'll still be golden.
0: Yeah, very nice. So, um, what what else do we want to talk about? Um, advice for somebody starting out? Maybe they're thinking about starting, or they have just started, and things are looking real good right now. What other tidbits you got for them?
1: So, I think the smartest people that that start in you know whether you start in a in a situation like this, or you've been operating for quite a while, and, and all of a sudden you come into a market where rates are really good, you become more profitable than you normally are. Yeah, you know, it's again, it's one of those things like we always talk about, save money, put some money aside for a rainy day, put money aside for a, a future business opportunity. Um, you know, one of, one of my heroes, uh, you know, my degrees in finance, one of the guys that I've studied for, uh, you know, decades is Warren Buffett. And that's what he, he does. If you kind of watch his investment strategy in, in a time like this, when the economy is going really well, You know, people are making money. Businesses are making money, bringing in a lot of cash. He hoards his cash. He he's not making big investments right now. And and people always say, well, you know, he's losing his touch. He's he's not getting in the market when everybody else is. Well, he he doesn't do that. He's just right now he's hoarding cash. And when the market turns down, he's going to go and invest that when he can find really, really good deals. And that's exactly what he did when the you know, right when the great recession came on he before that had been hoarding a lot of cash and and when things went bad you know from you know roughly the 2008 to the 2011 area he made some huge investments in big companies like mars like goldman sachs bank of america dow chemical he injected a lot of cash into those companies to help them because they needed it and he got huge returns on that stuff
0: well it's it, it's also simple you basically you you are Warren Buffett, right? That's what I'm hearing is uh, you're the same.
1: I, I wish no, I'm I'm not even not not even close to in that league,
0: not yeah, not even well. in
1: his solar system.
0: <laughs> but the, I mean, the same principle is going to apply. You, you know, you're not you're not even talking about investments. I mean, in I guess you are in so far as you're investing in yourself when
1: you start that trucking company. Uh, but it's the same same principle, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and you see this kind of thing happening in trucking all the time too, you know, kind of going back to the examples that we've been talking about, um, you know, there's always companies out there in this kind of a market who are just not really smart and they kind of get themselves overextended, whether that's as a business or the owners get themselves overextended with personal expenses. And they're able to make things work when the economy's rolling along really well, like it is right now. But then, as soon as the market turns, they start to struggle and they go out of business. And guess what happens? Somebody that was smart during this time and was saving money and and was was being smart with with their business, they are able to go in and they're able to typically buy that other company uh, for pennies on the dollar. And they're able to, you know, kind of get their freight, freight contracts. They're able to get their equipment really cheap, get some hopefully good drivers, and they're able to turn that into a really profitable investment. Um, you know, and, and this doesn't happen with just the big guys. I've seen this happen with small trucking companies that have a couple trucks that did really well, and the the owners were smart about it. And when things turned around, they came on an opportunity to buy a couple more trucks or. You know, a five, a five truck fleet, I've, I've seen guys double their fleet overnight because they'd been smart and the hard times weren't able to take advantage of a situation. Um, uh, and, you know, it, this seems kind of callous and, and maybe in some ways it is, but they were able to take an advantage of somebody else's stupidity or lack of discipline and, um, you know, and capitalize. make their situation better.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, and it's, uh, I mean, it's not luck, right? It's its not luck. It's being yeah, smart.
1: It's, yeah, it's, it is being smart. And there's, um, I think it was a like a, a Roman well, okay, senator maybe, or something. Maybe a that, little luck. Well, it, there it, is some luck, luck, but I, I think there's, it, wasn't <laughs> it a Roman senator or somebody from way back, you know, way before you or I were born that said, Um, Luck happens when preparation, preparation meets opportunity. That's really what that is. The preparation piece is somebody who is smart with their business, saves some money. And then when this opportunity came along, it's not just that they lucked upon it. Yeah, there was some luck in it, but they were also prepared to capitalize when that lucky thing happened, when that opportunity came their way
0: right are you uh are you ready for me to blow your mind chris
1: i'm ready yeah you, always you
0: were right that that was a roman senator his name was seneca ah there you uh, go i don't know i don't know why it's Look how one of those smart things. you are you you know that's right you've got your you've got your street smarts your uh, on the road smarts but chris i know my uh my roman senators okay? so you're a nerd well okay that's fine you're a, you're a <laughs> truck nerd so <laughs> i i will sleep easy uh with this that's fine fair enough uh <laughs> all right so any uh any last thoughts
1: on this subject i just i i worry about people i worry about our clients i worry about our listeners just tr- becoming too comfortable in a situation like this because the freight market can turn fast and it can turn hard um, things are good right now don't get lazy don't uh don't be complacent and Just keep in mind that that's gonna change and use this as as an opportunity to gather in some stores, save some money, um, and uh, set yourself up for a very bright future. Absolutely.
0: All right, well, Chris, we're getting ready to wrap up here for today's episode, but we can't leave without an impact tip.
1: What do you got for me today? Um, Today, we're gonna talk about, since I'm just in the process of hiring another driver, make sure your company's financially ready to hire a driver.
0: Okay. Um, I mean, that uh, makes sense. I sense there's something deeper, though, because that seems pretty
1: obvious. Yeah, I, I see companies hire bad drivers all the time. A, a lot of times with bigger fleets, they, they, just, they hire a lot of bad drivers because they've got big freight contracts and they have to meet the obligations of the freight contracts. And so there's... Constantly hiring, adding people to their to their payroll, and when you're hiring that big of a volume, it's high, it's really hard to find, you know, a lot of really good drivers. You can find onesies, twosies, here's and that here and there, but when you're hiring in volumes, it's just really hard to do that. But I see the same kind of thing happen with smaller fleets too, and and it's usually for different reasons. And a lot of the times, it's because, you know, th- they buy a new truck. Um, they need to get that truck rolling right away to make money to make the truck payments and insurance payments and all the other fixed costs that you've got dealing with that truck and so oftentimes what what happens is they end up making a bad hiring decision because they just want to get somebody in that truck to get it rolling so you know you always want to be in a position where you can um, if you have to you can wait a little bit extra longer extra time to find that right person rather than hire somebody bad early on you're always going to regret that and you're you know so you always if even if you have to be a little bit picky and it takes you a little bit longer take the time you need to hire good drivers yeah so you're saying make sure your company's
0: financially ready for that if i understand what you're saying it's you know, you might be in a place where you could feasibly hire the less experienced possibly bad driver, but if you're in that place, then you're not ready. You need to be financially ready to hire a good driver. Yeah, you, you need Would to that be, be fair?
1: Yeah, that's fair and it's just a lot of the times it just boils down to is having a little bit of cash reserve. So if you have to make a truck payment or an insurance payment, you don't have a driver yet, you can make it. You're not feeling like you're forced to hire somebody that you don't really want to hire because you can't afford to make a truck payment.
0: Right, right. This is why, by the way, dear listeners, why Chris still hasn't let me drive the truck. Yeah. Uh, I don't
1: know what's going on there,
0: but whatever. What One of the reasons. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Uh, thanks for the impact tip, Chris. And uh, thank you to the listeners for, well, for listening. So uh, we will be back uh, again in a week or two with another topic. And uh, yeah, just wanted to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate the support that we get, um, you know, on Facebook, on the website. And we really appreciate the reviews that you leave. If you enjoy the show, if you like what we do, if it's helpful to you or interesting or entertaining in some way, then go leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That would be much, much appreciated. It really does help. Um, it helps uh, it helps us climb the rankings as far as you know our category where people might find us in those uh, in those podcast apps. So thank you for doing that, Chris. Any parting words before we head out?
1: You know, with this new truck, one thing I'm really excited about is being able to see the the profitability difference between a brand new truck and a truck mm. that is older, you know, has more maintenance costs, maybe doesn't get quite as as good a fuel economy um so it may take a year to really analyze that really well but that's going to be some interesting um topic on the podcast at some point in the future
0: yeah if anybody is new to the podcast we do the the monthly financial segments where we walk you through the previous month and that'll be an interesting thing to start including at some point is uh how's the new truck doing versus the old ones yeah it, uh, it will be yeah that'll be great all right well, Chris, thanks, and uh, thank you again to everybody else. com, where you can get the full show notes. Head there, head to Facebook, let us know if you have any questions or comments, and we will see you next time.
1: See you later, Craig.